Kevin Johnson is a resident of Carmel, Indiana and a native of the Chicagoland suburban area. Kevin is a graduate of the HBCU, Florida A&M, and majored in business economics. He also received his master's in employment law from Nova Southeastern University. He's a father of five who is active in his parish as a member of the parish council and Knights of Columbus. He is also happily married to his wife, Stacy, who is an active member in the church as well. Kevin converted from the Baptist religion to Catholicism in April of 2015 and continues his journey with Christ to this date. As a professional, Kevin is a human resources practitioner. He enjoys volunteering, reading, exercising, and spending time with family and friends. Kevin's patron saint is St. Martin de Porras, the patron saint of mixed-race people, barbers, innkeepers, public health workers, and all those seeking racial harmony. This is Echoes and Hope with Kevin Johnson. My faith journey has begun a while back uh, when I was a young young child. And as, as it relates to becoming Catholic, my faith journey started probably back around 2012 when I moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan from Tampa, Florida. And at that point uh, with my fiance, who is now my wife, my wife is a uh, was born into Catholicism and has been practicing and been a devout Catholic um, ever since. The interesting part of my journey is as we were coming together as one, um, I was Baptist and Protestant, and she obviously was Catholic, as I stated. And for a while, we were going every other weekend, we were trading churches. I would go back to my church or to the Baptist church, and she would, we would then attend the, the Catholic church. And we were doing this together, um, so it wasn't separate, but we had, when we first started dating, uh, we had stated that we did not want to give up our faith. Um, so we said, okay, well, well, we'll compromise. And we thought that sounded like a good compromise by meeting um, halfway and every other. <clears throat> However, as I began to attend more and more of the Catholic Church, I became more and more intrigued. In addition to that, as I would call our, our faith mentor now, Father Jim Chellick, out of St. Thomas the Apostle Catholic Church in Grand Rapids, he and I just became very close. He was very welcoming and would just really open up his heart and the church for my any questions that I had as I became to be pulled more to the Catholic faith. And from a visual perspective, if you can visualize, you know, being in the church pews and I started out in the pew as my wife and my daughter would go up to receive the sacrament, the Eucharist, and I, I just see myself progressing. So I went from in the pew to just standing there to then saying, hmm, I think I, I think I'm going to go up and get a blessing and then to the full, obviously, conversion and then coming into the Catholic Church. So I see that as that, that stair step or that ascend, which is actually symbolic as, a, as we ascend, you know, into heaven. That was my journey into Catholicism. And that happened back in, as I started, as I said, back in 2012, when we moved here in Rapids, I came into the church on Easter of 2015 and have just been really picking up and going strong um, ever since. What convinced me where I needed to be were several things. As we were attending both churches, there seemed to be a lot of similarities, 
yet differences. The difference is obviously with the Catholic Church is that we have the sacraments. But the, the words, the word the, the, from the pastor and the priest, it seemed to be relatively to me about the same thing, about love, doing good works, service, you know, acts of kindness, those types of things there, not, not trying to minimize that. But that was one thing I started saying, hmm, as we were going, as I said, to both churches, kind of hearing a little bit of the same message with just a different approach to it. But I think as we continue down that path, the other part for me was becoming as one, as a couple. And I just did not feel for us to be as one by going to two separate ways from a faith perspective, I just thought we would we would wind up out of sync a little bit. And, it, and again, it wasn't because, well, she's Catholic, I have to be Catholic. The part by the relationship with Father Jim, which he never said, hey, come join the Catholic Church. What I found out is I wanted what they had. My, my faith, my, my soul, my spirit was like, I, I want that. You know, I want to be there because of, as I would watch them take the Eucharist every Sunday, it was something that was pulling me towards that. Part of the beauty of that is then her and I becoming even more bound together as a, as a couple and then in our faith journey. And then more importantly, what we practice in our home with our children, which is a little bit more for us, a little bit more meaningful because we are a blended family. Right. So you already have those challenges of having two separate families. That's a challenge in itself. But then coming together as one and then putting the faith part on top of that, especially now. And again, we weren't in our 20s. We were in our 40s. So that even, you know, you kind of ratchet that up a little bit more. Um, So that was very special uh, to the both of us. One of the things I love about being Catholic is I'm a very process-oriented type of person, so I like the methods, I like the, the discipline behind it. You know, I've heard both sides of the fence, and the church that I came from and grew up in, it was, hey, you, you can just walk down and, you know, accept Christ, which is great. And then as I've gotten to know more to be Catholic, you, are, you can't join the church on a Sunday. There are things that you, the, the sacraments that we have that separate us, I think, from some of the other religions. It's something that I, I love and I respect from that standpoint there. So I think those are the maybe the biggest things that I've come to really love about being Catholic. And in, in learning, too, that Catholicism, from what I've learned, is really about trying to provide service and community. Not that the other religions are not, but there seems to be that that foundation that that's really kind of grounded there. So it is more acts of giving. And it was just, again, as I got a little bit older and learned more, like, oh, wow. Okay. Because quite frankly, being an African-American man growing up in the Chicago area and seeing the, I, I thought Catholic schools were for the, the, the non people of color who had money. And I learned just the opposite, uh, you know, with kids in Catholic schools and things like that, that everybody is not there, doesn't have huge wealth. Um, and that was an aha moment for me. I was like, wow, that's just not what I thought, you know, and maybe not what I was told or what I was taught. It was quite the opposite that these people are also people that are average middle-class families that work hard every day. And sometimes they can afford and sometimes they cannot. And so, you know, I, I, I kind of, I do, I sit back and I reflect 
that, man, you know, had I learned them later in life, you know, of course, that's like anything, you know, what would be different? Coming up in my mind and, and in kind of the, maybe the culture and environment there, it wasn't really stated, but it seemed to be this presumption of you're African-American, African-Americans go to the Baptist churches, people of non-color go to, you know, maybe more of the Catholic churches. And so, again, it wasn't necessarily stated, but it was just this feeling of this obligatory duty to my culture. And most of the culture was Baptist. So almost how dare you, you know, leave that church and then you join the Catholic church because my my grandmother, great-grandmother, my mother, all are, are in the Baptist religion. Um, so it almost felt like I was defecting from the family, quite frankly, because we just, you know what you know, whatever faith you're in. And when you go in a different direction, in, in their minds, it's a, an opposing view. <laughs> you feel like, you know, you've maybe missed the mark with those of your loved ones, those of your elders and your family. So there is that feeling of, you know, disappointment, yet still feeling like, hey, this is something I have to do individually. So I, I did feel like that for a while, but my mom was, she's a great person and she was a very loving person. And she said, hey, you know, you, you do what you need to do. I'm just, I'm very happy for you in your faith journey. We support that. Yeah. And then we, we've never really looked back, but I think there was that sense of culture where you come from. And then this, all of the societal perspectives or assumptions of where you should be, quite frankly, you know, people of color and people of non-people of color. I mean, because uh, conversely, you could almost say that in the Baptist church, we didn't have a lot of non-blacks. So, you know, if a person who was not black showed up, it was almost, you know, we were looking at them like they must be lost <laughs> or they're, <laughs> how do we help them? You know? So it was very, um, I think different there. And, and I think the other challenges, which is similar to the family has been um, maybe close friends as well. Again, for the same reasons, we've all kind of grew up in these certain, for most of us, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm surmising and, and probably stereotyping, but you know, it was, oh, he's Catholic now. Um, and I think a lot of, again, and I, as I'm surmising, they associate that with maybe pulling against who we are as, as African-American people, which is not true. But you, you feel that, you sense it, you get the looks. I had those struggles with making that conversion. And yeah, it was, it was a little challenging. Like, oh, wow, tell me about that, right? It was almost like, because you were African-American, there was really one religion <laughs> and it was the Baptist religion. You know, we had some Lutheran in our family, but predominantly it was the Baptist religion. So yeah, I would say those would be some of the things that I struggle with. Now, and on the other side of that, almost some same thing, but you go into the church now that's in, in my cases have been predominantly white and you almost get the same looks like, oh, is he lost? You know, how, how is he, what is he doing here? <laughs> um, those things, at least you feel that. Um, I, I can say, since I've been in the church, those feelings, I don't have those feelings. And I've learned that some of those are people that admire my presence there. Not the, uh, I think our brains have been trained to think when someone's looking at you, it's because 
you know, you've got a warrant on the back of your head or, you know, they don't want you around and all those types of things there. But I've experienced quite difference is that there's been some admiration with being there and them also wanting to see people of color and people who are different um, because it just, it continues to add to the faith, right? So it's a, it's, it's a faith build um, actually. So I would say those are probably be the challenges that kind of initially kind of come to mind, you know, when we, when I've converted, you know, and then I would lastly say just being in the church, again, being in a biracial family, you know, my wife, I love to sit in the front. So I would march to the front all the time. And I think there was a sense of people that are staring at us. Why are they staring at us? You know, and those types of things as well. So I'm not sure if that had anything, had less to do with the conversion and just more of being a, a different family, you know, on the exterior. It's funny though, because mm-hmm. we sit in the front and since I want to say earlier part of this year, I serve on the council, but I also, I read. So I'm a lector you know, going up again in the front of the church, you know, there's 500 people sitting out there, whatever the number is. And they're, you know, 98% of them are white, you know, and then here comes this black man, you know, in the front of the church, you know, and then I read, but I, I can tell you this. I cannot tell you how many people have come to me and said, we love when you read. We love when your family sits in the front. People that you just maybe wouldn't, I don't know, wouldn't think that would come to you. Just And again, we're all basing that on outer appearance, right? Have really come and, and have really said some very kind things. And it was just really to, you know, to my chagrin. It's like, wow, really, that they noticed that and they really take that in. So, yeah, that's been kind of interesting as well. One of the gifts that I bring is a different perspective. We're not laying down my culture or, or forfeiting my culture, yet coming to the church with my culture and bringing that in. I think that is a, it's a gift for others and, you know, something for people to model. And I say model for other Blacks that are being pulled into the Catholic Church. I think that's a gift to say, wow, okay, wow, he, he has done it. His kids have done it. They look like me um, because a lot of it is just we have that internal pull, but then we want to be around like people, right? And sometimes when we're not around like people, some are not strong enough to continue that faith journey or that journey in general. So I think being able to demonstrate, lead has been something from a service perspective that I can bring as far as, you know, bringing something to the Catholic Church as, a, as an African-American man. I think from the standpoint of gifts of service um, have been my experiences as a man, as a father, um, and being able to share those experiences um, in a very positive way. Just in the last, gosh, last year, I mean, we've just been on fire with, you know, being able to talk about Catholicism and racial and social justice coming from a different perspective, because a lot of that has been, in my opinion, the inability to sit down and understand each other, right? Um, Not that I've been anointed or elected president of the black culture uh, to represent. However, 
I've been able to give a different perspective where maybe people don't have to agree with it, but to say, hey, let's talk or maybe understand. I think the other gifts that we've brought has, again, been part of our journey that I've is being Catholic, being Black, but also having gone through a divorce, gone through an annulment, which is not really color-based, but I've heard a lot of people um, talk about they started the annulment, but it was too long. Yeah, we wanted to do it, but um, I didn't want my kids to feel like they weren't wanted. You know, so being able to speak to that, as I said, at a fairly young age, right, late 40s, or whatever, early 50s, I think it's been a gift that I can say, hey, I've done it, right? And I've done it in maybe the most difficult circumstances. People all their different challenges, but I think that is also something that I bring and it can demonstrate, you know, so the leadership, well, life experiences. And I think really understanding too, you know, what my purpose is and being able to share that purpose with others in a very non-threatening way. So I would, I would say those would be some of the gifts of service that I bring as an African-American man in the Catholic Church. So if I had one thing to say to the church as a whole is, and I've been on this, my little personal journey here recently on my, my lone horse is, I would like to see a little bit more effort towards inclusion. It's not including just the African-American race. It's in, in more inclusion of people that are a little bit different in really stretching ourselves to outreach, not just open up, you know, a, a merciful help center, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But what are we doing beyond that? What are some of the topics we can really talk about and not be afraid we're going to lose membership or I would like to see the Catholic Church, which I've seen them do, become more comfortable with being uncomfortable.